Hey everybody, welcome to another inspiring episode of Founders Gyan. Thanks for tuning in and this is episode 40. We have a very special guest on the show today. She is Daniel Tate and the first non-Indian founder to be featured on our show. Daniel is the founder of MissNowMrs.com, a multi-million dollar online name change company. She is also a best-selling author and we had such a great time in recording this show. I hope you find it useful and inspiring as well. Do check out the show notes over at foundersgyan.com slash EP40 for links to all that we discuss on the show as well as foundersgyan.com slash top for the top listened podcasts on our platform. Like the show, hate the show or maybe you know a founder who would like to be featured on the show, drop an email to ram at foundersgyan.com. Alright, enough with the intro, let's get the show on the road. Daniel welcome to the show I'm super excited and pumped to be chatting with you today a quick brief on Daniel she's the founder and CEO of missnowmrs.com that is m i s s n o w m r s.com a multi million dollar online name change company she's also the first non indian founder to be featured on our show so a pleasure daniel to have you on the show and daniel is also the author of elegant entrepreneur the female founders guide to starting and growing your first company this book has been voted number 1 best entrepreneurship inspiring book number 1 personal development book for entrepreneurs and number 1 non fiction book for women in their 20s on goodreads so i'm sure we're going to get a lot out of the session so daniel great to meet you and thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge wisdom and time with our listeners thank you for agreeing to be on the show thank you for having me i'm very excited to participate Okay Daniel so let's start with your journey before miss now mrs.com so can you fill in the blanks from the intro about your journey did i uh, i think i missed a few things about uh, your personal life so maybe you could just fill that in certainly so I am an accidental entrepreneur. I spent the first 20 years of my life intending to be a cardiologist. And so I have no formal business background, no classes, no MBA. And I think that's a good example for any woman out there with an idea or any gentleman for that matter that you don't necessarily have to have the business background to launch and build a successful company from an idea. So when I didn't get into medical school, I did a brief stint in sales and was the number 1 sales rep for a Fortune 500 company. But then when I got married, I went to change my name and the the mishaps and the waste of time and frustration sparked the idea for an online name change service and that is how I ended up founding Miss Namases. Okay, great. So I think uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about uh, today's show and uh, specifically about you is that you come from a non-business background and you've proved that you can build a multi-million dollar company uh, even if you don't have a even if you don't have a business background. So a lot of our audience uh, are people who are working in some company, uh, maybe they're just thinking how to start, they don't have this MBA background. So I think uh, I think it will be really inspiring and they they'll get a lot from the show so I'm I'm really excited uh, about this. Now you just touched briefly on the origin of Miss Now Mrs and how the idea came to you. So can you elaborate a bit more on how this name change thing works online 
and how did you come up with this idea in the first place? Sure. So Miss Now Misses essentially takes a 13-hour tedious form completion and filing process and boils it down to a 30-minute process for $30. We're very much like a, an online tax preparation service wherein women can change their names themselves, but it's a huge hassle and no one wants to make a mistake. And how I had the idea was it took me three trips to get my new married name on my driver's license. And I just wasted an entire day off of work. I'm like, why isn't there a better solution? At the time, there was a book. And I didn't want to read a 200-page book on how to change my name. So I had this idea, like, why isn't there TurboTax for name change? And I looked at the market. And there are 2.3 million marriages in the United States, which is, you know, big market. But then I was curious, how many of those women changed their name? And through some some journal articles and research, I found that 88% of them do. So it was a large enough market and a renewable market that it was worth me building this idea and, and moving forward with, with the validation of, of what's next, what next steps do I need to do? So I didn't immediately quit my job. I did a lot of the research, a lot of the coding on evenings, weekends, holidays. And then towards the end, we were about 10% to completion. And I realized if I didn't give the company my full attention, we would never launch. And so then I did quit my job. And two months later, we launched Miss Now Misses and we're in the black in our first month. Okay, brilliant, uh, brilliant, uh, Daniel. Now, for our budding founders listening out there, how do we come up with a winning idea? I mean, you you made it sound very simple that, okay, you went three days and uh, got the spark, but uh, I'm sure we put up with a lot of things in our life, right? I mean, it's not that we try to change everything that's an inconvenience to us, but uh, you were able to kind of get the spark from that and say, hey, this can be a business, right? So what what exactly do we need to get uh, an idea like this? So there isn't, you know, a specific formula, like do A and B and C equals your, your good idea. But I always tell people who are curious about having ideas, think about things that really bother you, personal pain points, things that are annoying. And if and also listen, if you hear something brought up more than three times, oh, I wish there was whatever it might be. Gee, this is terrible and there's no solution. When you hear these things, a lot most people just are like, well, that's a problem. Let's complain about it and move on. Instead, as a budding entrepreneur, think about that problem and think about solutions, not just one. Like think of every possible way you could solve that problem. And also look at how many people have that problem. And in that mix should be the beginnings of your of your good idea. Okay, great, great advice, Daniel. I really like it. Now, we all know that an idea is just that. I mean, we can talk about ideas uh, all day, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, you need to execute the idea, right? And uh, you are just talking briefly about how you spent uh, your weekends and, and nights coding and things like that. So what are the steps? Uh, what do you think are the main steps to convert an idea into a reality? a very high level overview. Absolutely. So you had mentioned uh, briefly that I wrote a book and the 12 chapters of the book are the 12 chapters from idea to exit, in my opinion. And they're, you know, having the idea and being innovative, uh, validating that idea and doing market research, business planning, building your team, timing your leap, figuring out what sort of funding you're going to do, building your product, launching, growing fast, and then overcoming setbacks and competition, sustaining, and then finally exit opportunities. Okay, great. So 
uh, i'll just uh, tell the name of the book again for uh, our audiences uh, uh, for the sake of our audience it's uh, the elegant on sorry it's not the elegant it's elegant entrepreneur the female founders guide to starting and growing your first company and you can get this on amazon uh, pretty much uh, all the bookstores uh, and uh, is this only for females <laughs> because the title has it 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 actually can be for gentlemen as well um while well, i wrote it because i saw a void of female founders and there weren't really books written for us i've had numerous comments and numerous reviews saying hey i'm a i'm a guy and i read this and it was very helpful so as long as you can get over a woman on the cover there's a lot of great advice for any entrepreneur okay great so that kind of nicely brings me to the next question which is how difficult is it to be a woman entrepreneur and what advice would you specifically give to women entrepreneurs listening out there so i think it's amazing to be a woman entrepreneur but the problem is um getting started as women were very detail oriented and a lot of us have that innate look before you leap that risk aversion and so we can think of the thousand reasons why the company won't work and the 10,000 details that need to happen before we launch a product and that can make it very difficult to to make the leap into entrepreneurship conversely that same quality and trait helps women entrepreneurs once they're started make good business decisions and not rush into partnerships or prematurely launch um additions to their products so I think getting women to understand if they have a good idea and how to validate that idea and that it doesn't have to be perfect before they show it to the world um is very much a mission of mine. And there's some interesting statistics they are US based but um in in the US 70% of female founded companies have one employee or less. And I don't think that's a success. I think that's a problem. And that's part of the reason I wrote this book. You need to be building businesses that can scale and can provide you and your family with income and create jobs for your economy. So it's amazing to be a female founder. And once you get started, the life that you lead and the ability to control your paycheck, your working hours and your definition of success is so amazing and so worth the, the early effort of having a startup. Okay great great advice Daniel uh, and uh, I completely agree with you it's not just in the US uh, even in India uh, I'm pretty sure it's pretty much in in the rest of the world also that uh, there are very few women entrepreneurs out there and I think we need more people like you uh, to uh, inspire and and make other women uh, would be entrepreneurs to start their own, own companies so I'm I'm really Uh, thankful to you for sharing that piece of advice with us uh, now let's get into a bit of a personal question we all hear about founders sacrificing family time to make their ventures a success can you tell us a bit more about your family and how you manage to balance business and family sure i am a, i have been married for almost 11 years come july and i have a little boy he's 6 and i consider him my favorite startup because he does take you know all of that time and energy and effort to to make him happen and so there is definitely juggle and some struggle but um i think i i work many more hours than the average woman in corporate america but i also choose when they are 
And so one of my favorite things to do is structure most of my working days so I can pick my son up from school because for that 10 minute car ride home, he wants to tell me everything about his day. And as soon as we're home, he's done. And so once he goes back to bed, he goes to bed at 730. I go back to work till probably 11 o'clock. So I juggle my day. I sleep a little bit less, but I also get so much more from him and from the company that I've built. Okay, great. Now, is there a morning or a daily ritual that you follow? Can you share it with myself and our listeners? It could be a personal habit, like uh, I know you're into Pilates, uh, something like that, or maybe a professional habit, like having a sales call first thing in the morning. Um, so your choice. Sure. It's going to sound silly, but it's so helpful. Um, have a good idea daily. So right after I have my coffee, before I open my email, I discipline myself to spend five minutes, just five minutes, writing down ideas and thinking about my company, about my customers, about my product, and any little thing that could be a good idea to make it better, to improve conversions, to make the user interface better, any any good idea. And I write them down, and then I look for the best one and try to implement it that week. Okay. And uh, how do you avoid uh, looking at your phone and emails first thing? I mean, it's so tempting, you know. I've been trying very hard not to look at my emails. But uh, even if I get up in the middle of the night, I can't help but take a look at, hey, let's see what's what's happening, you know. I know. It helps. Um, I get up very early and have sort of the, the, the morning gauntlet of getting everybody fed and out the door. And so I just sort of keep that speed up and sit down. And before I open my laptop, just pull out that notepad. Um, you could use your phone or whatever device you have, but just taking that five minutes and and focusing on my company and the best possible thing I can do for it has really helped our growth. Okay, great. If you like the show, do follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The link is www.facebook.com slash foundersgyan and twitter.com slash foundersgyan. Both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup. There are multiple tips per day. Some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups, growth hacking tips, how do you build team for startups, how to get funding, etc. So don't forget facebook.com slash foundersgyan and twitter.com slash foundersgyan. Now, another personal question. Can you tell us something about yourself that is not commonly known, something that would maybe surprise your friends, uh, people in your office? I love petting zoos. And so even if my child doesn't want to go, if there's any sort of farm or animal anything, we are at it because I love feeding animals, holding animals, like riding horses. Um, I also have a, a camel who is a very close friend at, at a petting zoo. So that's very un, unknown and, and unusual. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Now, What's the best advice somebody has given you or alternatively best advice you have heard and maybe you try to incorporate that into your own life and uh, business? Um, I think the best advice I have ever been given or actually read was setbacks are opportunities in disguise. 
So in life and in business, there are always things that are going to happen that are awful or wrong. And you can choose to be very upset by them and waste a lot of time and energy. Or you can look at them, realize that they are setback, but then look for the opportunity within them and use all of that emotion for, for positivity and for good. And that has made a huge impact on me personally and my businesses and my family um, ever since I, I was given that, that advice. Okay, great. So I think that nicely ties in with my next question, which is about your worst entrepreneurial moment or, or one of your worst ones. I mean, I'm sure as an entrepreneur, you have had plenty. Uh, so can you tell us about uh, that moment and uh, how did you turn it around if you could? But more importantly, what were the lessons you learned from that experience? So I think hands down the worst moment of my entrepreneurial career was testifying in federal court eight months pregnant to protect the intellectual property of Miss Now Misses. We had had um, a copycat competitor come in and mine all of the data out of the company and create a duplicate service that looked almost exactly like ours. And they stole our story. They said, oh, we had trouble changing our name and there wasn't anything available. And so that was an incredible low. All of the money, all of the revenue coming into the company was was put into that lawsuit. And all of my energy that's usually creating um, was put into fighting. And what we learned, what, what, what opportunity came out of that was Put in, in your, if you have a terms of use on your website, put in a small paragraph that says any user agrees not to create a derivative work. Having that little sentence saved us and held up in court. And also, um, we created, um, in the software, if you click through a couple different forms for a state, you should probably only have one. It freezes your account and says, Oh, something might be wrong security wise. Please give us a call or email. And if it's a person who lives in lots of places, of course, we, we reactivate their account. But if it's someone who's mining data, they're not going to call and we've stopped them before they were able to steal everything. Okay. Excellent. Now, startups come with a lot of pressure. So give us some tips on how we can handle pressure when things aren't going well. You have to realize it's never like the movies. You're never going to, as a woman, be in an immaculate suit and a beautiful office and perfect every single day. And instead of being perfect, you need to focus on being brave. Um, I exercise. Exercise is my sanity. The only time available to make sure it happens is five o'clock in the morning. So yes, I am that crazy person who goes to Pilates that early. But um, taking the stress out in that way, going outside, um, getting away from your desk, even when there are huge problems looming, giving yourself that little break and then coming back usually changes your perspective and helps you overcome whatever is happening. Okay, excellent. Now, let's retouch on uh, your company. So what's the future that you envision for MissNowMrs.com? So Miss No Misses continues to grow. Uh, we have Get Your Name Back for Divorcees. We have uh, Name Change Next Step for legal name changes. And we have launched Miss No Misses Canada and are slowly moving into international uh, countries. So um, that would be the, the new future of Miss No Misses in, in many different locations. Okay, and any plans to come into India anytime soon? I, um, I, if anyone has uh, the ability or would like to partner, if anybody's in the wedding space listening, please get a hold of me. Um, I would be interesting, interested in talking a little bit further about that opportunity. So I just have a couple more questions. Uh, I think we are doing good on time. Now, 
can you recommend any books or resources for our budding entrepreneurs and i will preempt that by saying yes of course uh, your own book <laughs> uh, has gotten a lot of reviews good reviews uh, i think it's 4.7 stars on amazon with 100 plus reviews so i think uh, the elegant entrepreneur i'm not going to read out the full name it's it's a long name but we'll link that on the show notes so that is definitely a must read but uh, name your top uh, three books maybe or uh, three or two sure um the greatest salesman in the world by ogmandino it's a very short book it's written as a story not as a business book and it's um where that quote where um Setbacks are opportunities in disguise comes from life changing book, very short, great read. Um, the automatic millionaire is another great book to read. And then if you're looking for just sort of a fun, inspirational, uh, book about a female founder, Barbara Corcoran from the show Shark Tank, uh, recently put a book out called Shark Tales. And it's all about how the things her mother said she used in business and created her billion dollar real estate empire. So it's a fun read and you leave that book feeling happy and that you can absolutely conquer the world. Excellent. We'll link all those up on the show notes. So thank you for sharing that. Now, Miss Now Mrs. is almost a decade old, if I'm right? Yes, it is. It is a mature company at this point. Okay, congratulations on touching that uh, landmark. And of course, a lot, of, lot has changed over the years. But is there anything you wish you had done different when you started out? Absolutely. And it's something I touch on in the book as well. I did a very poor job embracing being an entrepreneur. I, I sort of hid behind, oh, I have a website and oh, I run I run a small company. I never said I am an entrepreneur because I felt like I didn't have that that business education. And so because of that, I I didn't I didn't take advantage of a lot of media and I didn't make some key partnerships that I could have made much earlier. And so I would suggest to any woman or gentleman listening, own your entrepreneur status. As soon as you have an idea and you have built it, you have built the website or built the product or have a prototype, you are an entrepreneur and you need to go to entrepreneurial events and you need to call yourself an entrepreneur because people will look at you differently and give you more opportunities. Okay, I think that's great advice and I just want to talk a little bit more about that. Now, I, I know a lot of people, myself included, have this mm, potential fear that, you know, uh, what if my product isn't great? You know, how can I say I'm an entrepreneur with just uh, a, a small website that's not even maybe complete uh, or a product that's not even uh, great? You know, you know, we have all these like uh, self-doubts and self... Uh, uh, this uh, this uh, uh, how do I put it? We, we have all these self-doubts and fear that we'll be ridiculed, uh, for want of a better word. So what do you think we should do to kind of overcome that and uh, follow your advice? Uh, what, what should we do? So everyone feels that way. That's why every chapter in my book ends with how it feels, because you don't realize that every other entrepreneur, the successful, the moderately successful, and the failures have all felt that way. And even if you do fail, you have done something that most people on the planet have only dreamed about doing. You have taken an idea and you have built it. And sure, it's going to be scary. And if you do fail, guess what? You learned a lot. And you can take all of those things you learned that you did right and all of the things that you did wrong and use them to create your successful company that comes next. All of the media highlights the overnight successes, but usually there's a decade 
to, to 20 years behind somebody's overnight success. And they don't talk about it, but there's usually a failed company or two. So embrace being an entrepreneur. Know that you're going to make mistakes. And if you do fail, you can get right back up again and take everything you learned to be successful. Yeah, great, great advice, Daniel. I, I really like it. And uh, it, it kind of reminded me of this quote by uh, Mark Cuban, I believe, who said, it doesn't matter how many times you fail, you just have to be right once, you know. So I think I think that what you say uh, nicely resonates with me. Uh, and I'm sure it would with our audience too. Uh, I feel that there's like so much knowledge and so much information that you have that uh, we could go on for quite some time, but we are running to the end of our questions, unfortunately, and uh, and uh, also our time is 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 almost un, uh, almost getting to an end now. So I just have uh, a couple of last questions. So before I move on to the final question. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, obviously, you have your uh, Miss Now Mrs. website, but apart from that, are you active on LinkedIn, Twitter? Do you have a blog, Facebook? What's 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 a good way to connect with you personally? Sure. Elegantentrepreneur.co is the website. I'm active on Twitter. I'm at elegant underscore entre, E-N-T-R-E. I'm also on Instagram and that gives you a more candid glimpse into my life as a female founder. And I'm um, elegant entrepreneur on Instagram. Okay, great. We'll link all those on the show notes. And so I just have one final question. But before we move on to that, I just want to take the time to acknowledge and thank you for sharing your knowledge to myself and our listeners. I'm also very grateful for the value you are adding into the world by means of your startup. And it's great the kind of work that you're doing. And I wish you continued success in expanding and moving to the next phase of your business. With that, we'll move on to the final question. So if there is one Gyan, and uh, gyan means uh, advice. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you you knew the word before before you got onto the podcast. Uh, so if there's one gyan that you could give our would-be founders, what would that be? She who dares wins. So if you have that idea, I dare you to do that scary thing that you think you can't do. Because as soon as you take the first step, you'll realize that that was the hardest step and you'll know exactly what you need to do to move forward. Okay, great advice, Daniel. And uh, I'm just going to throw in another quick question. Uh, did you know the word Gyan before uh, you stumbled across me and we connected or did you have to look it up? I had to look it up. I must confess, while I am a huge food of a huge fan of Indian cuisine, um, I did not. I did not have that word in my vocabulary. But I'm very excited to have it now. Thank you. Okay, great. Thanks a lot, Daniel, for your time, and it was it was a real pleasure chatting with you. And I wish you all the continued success in your venture. Thank you very much. There you have it, folks. Another inspiring story of a startup and its founder. I hope you enjoyed it and found it inspiring. Do subscribe to our show on foundersgyan.com as well as check out all the other episodes on our site. You're sure to find a ton of valuable information. I'll see you all next week with yet another startup and its founder. Till then, you know what this show was meant to do. I hope you found it inspiring and helpful to take your first step in your own startup journey. Good luck on your startup adventure and have a great week ahead.